This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. A new report reveals Canadians who are 65 plus make a strong impact on the country's economy through their volunteer efforts. An impact that largely goes unnoticed. In fact, the Rivera Report on Aging, Living a Life of Purpose, shows Canadian seniors contribute nearly $11 billion in economic value through their volunteer efforts and raise more than $4 billion for charities. Are you one of these volunteers? I want to know what drives you to volunteer and what you get back by giving your time. 416-360-0740 or toll-free one one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. On the line to discuss volunteerism in your Zoomer years, Susan Shuta, Vice President of Corporate Affairs at Rivera, and Super Volunteer Ferg Devins at Bladder Cancer Canada. Welcome both. Thank you. Hi, Jane. Good to have you both here. Susan, we'll start with you. Tell us more about your findings, uh, the billions that older Canadians are contributing to the economy by volunteering. Absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to share this information with your listeners. Uh, we are really pleased at Rivera to have uh, issued this report last, uh, we launched it last week. And, uh, you know, one of the things that it shows is that nine out of 10 uh, people who are over the age of 65 give back in some way to their community, whether it's supporting charities um, or causes that are important to them or giving, and they do that by giving their time or giving their money or giving both. Um, and 82% of our respondents actually said that they, um, uh, so 82% give money and 37% uh, say they volunteer. And that's okay. significantly higher than any other demographic group. Um, and one of the reasons why we actually did this study was because we wanted to share that information with people uh, because a lot of people sort of take seniors for granted. And my experience when I go into any volunteer organization is that it usually is seniors that are running it. Uh, and, uh, and we think that that is not, uh, that's not as recognized as it should be. So uh, we're, we're pleased to have the opportunity to share that information with people of, uh, that are listening today. Susan, did your findings come up with why the, the 65 plus demographic is so involved in volunteering? Well, together, yes. And uh, thank you for asking that question. One of the reasons is that uh, people who are over 65 really believe that they're, they have a contribution to make and um, that they're very relevant to the causes that are important to them. Uh, you know, and when we looked at what some of those causes are, we had 54% say that the environment was important to them. 50% talked about poverty. 48% talked about health care. Um, about a third talked about global security. So these are all big issues, uh, and people are really willing to get engaged. Uh, and they and they do it because they have the time and they have the, the ability. Right. They're, the years of raising their children has come to an end. They may not be as working as much. So effectively, time uh, does provide the ability to volunteer more. And I, and finding purpose, that's right in the title mm-hmm. of your report. That, that That's so important as we age to still be busy and find purpose and be needed. 
You know, that's a message that our uh, we call her our other CEO, our chief executive, our chief elder officer, Hazel McCallion, always shares with the people who uh, she meets who are in the, the older demographic. She talks about how you, you know, you can still make a difference, live a life of purpose. And she's very powerful in delivering that message. And she actually embodies it. Um, but one of the things that I went around uh, Canada talking to seniors who live in Rivera residences and homes and asked them, uh, you know, about what they do in terms of volunteering for this report. And the feedback that I got from people who tended to be in their 80s and above was, well, it's just what we do. You know, it's expected of us. It's a, um, you know, if you're part of a community, you give back. Uh, and a lot of those people were from a, uh, were born at a time when, uh, you didn't have universal health care. Uh, you didn't have the kind of access to public education necessarily, uh, the kind of social safety nets that we find today. So one person gave me an example of if someone's barn burned down, well, the community games came together and rebuilt the barn because it was too much for one family to take on, but as a community, you could make it um, you could make it happen and you could do it quickly and you understood what was at stake if it wasn't, you know, if the barn wasn't built in time for harvest season or what have you. So, um, you know, there was just a, uh, a sense of it's the right thing to do and you should give back. And that I think is a very inspiring message, uh, to share. We're starting to get calls here from those Great. of you who volunteer and we're looking forward to hearing your stories 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-744-740 also with us here for this segment Ferg Devins uh, with the organization that I also volunteer with Bladder Cancer Canada. Uh, Ferg it's great to have you on the line. To me, when we were trying to set up this segment, I thought of you right away because you are an uber super volunteer. So what drives you to do it, to share so much of your time? Well, first of all, you know, I'm 60, not 65. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's set that straight. Let's not move time along too quickly, right? <laughs> uh, that's right. Well, I, I, you know, I think much uh, consistent with what the report is saying. I mean, I, I was very fortunate. I worked for a company, the second oldest brand in the country, Molson. And the Molson family and the Molson heritage was all about playing your part in the community. So, you know, the 30 years I spent with that organization, that was a big part of who we were as an organization. Um, they supported employees. They matched donations. So we were strongly encouraged to get involved in our communities. But I also grew up in Kenora, Ontario. And I think that, you know, sometimes... Growing up in a small town, people just tend to pitch in, you know, and I, I find that in my neighborhood in Toronto as well. When, when things are happening in the, in the community, the call goes out and people step up. Um, I love the reflection with respect to those in their senior years because I really think that, you know, we can give a lot more respect to our seniors as a resource. The years mm -hmm. of experience, the thought leadership that they've had through their lives. And obviously the ability for them to give of their time and resources. So although there's probably a higher proportion of senior engagement in the charitable work and volunteerism, I think there's still a, a greater opportunity for us to involve those folks in our community that have truly made a difference and brought us to where we are today. Let's take a couple of calls and see what's driving people to volunteer. Kathy in Newmarket, go ahead, tell us your story. Oh, hi. 
So I'm Kathy, and I am a true volunteer. And actually, I started when I was 16 uh, volunteering in a hospital as a candy striper. It wasn't in Canada, but when I moved to Newmarket, where I live now, for 30 years, um, with thanks to my husband who allowed me uh, to be able to do this, I work part-time now with seniors, but I devote my time to many different causes, everything from hospice, like the Margaret Bayhan Hospice in Newmarket, the South Lake Emerge since 1990, the Newmarket Theatre since 1997, my daughter's school, the Newmarket Historical Society, and why I do it is I feel I want to be part of a community, and and I just love doing it. And uh, yes, you don't get paid, but you get paid differently. You well, and that's paid. what I, I want to ask Ferg that as well. But Kathy, first, what do you get out of it personally, just for yourself? Oh, I get immense satisfaction. Um, I, you know, I go home in the evening and, and people have said to me, why do you do it? You don't get paid. I think that's what makes it so special. You don't get paid. You're doing it because you really want to do it. And I just have such satisfaction and I get paid more in kind of a smile or a pin, a, a pin or a volunteer appreciation. It, it means so much, almost more than a paycheck. Although I have to say that I am, again, lucky enough that uh, I'm able to do this. And I've been able to do this since I was 30. I'm 60 now. And I'll continue to do it. And I'm still looking for um, volunteer opportunities. It's just about having a good day planner so you can juggle all this around. (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. You're an inspiration. Thank you for your call. You're welcome. Bye. Bye now. Ferg, I'll ask you the same question. I mean, we know why you were inspired to begin volunteering, but what do you get out of it as a result? Well, you know, as, as, as chairman of Bladder Cancer Canada, when I was diagnosed with bladder cancer back in 2014, I had reached out to Bladder Cancer Canada as an organization for support in my journey with my cancer. And both co-founders, David Gutman and Jack Moon, um, and Tammy North, and the executive director of Bladder Cancer Canada, gave me such strong resources. I just, I felt like I had to give something back to that organization. So it's very rewarding because, Jane, as you know, as volunteers of that organization, I truly know that we save lives and we make a difference in people's lives through our patient support program. To me, that's very rewarding. And that's what I want to ask Susan about as well. Mm -hmm. So for Ferg, it was a natural to volunteer with Bladder Cancer Canada because he's a survivor. Uh, For me, uh, I'm involved with Bladder Cancer Canada because my mom died of the disease. And and perhaps through the work that I do, I can help save some lives and make sure that other women have their moms for longer. Susan, I want to ask you that. Is it best to choose a cause that has affected you or a loved one directly? Well, I don't think there's any right cause to choose. I think that that really is an individual choice. You know, that's an individual decision that needs to be made. Uh, What I think, what I know from the conversations that I've had with older adults who are volunteers, it tends to be that they volunteer for an organization or for a cause that has touched them personally uh, because there is, you know, a lot more meaning there. But oftentimes people volunteer for organizations uh, 
you know, similar to how the caller described it, because it's a way of giving back. Uh, and, you know, so people we know from the survey, a lot of people volunteer with uh, a religious organization, whether it be a church or a synagogue or a mosque. And that's truly rooted in the sense of community that you get from those kinds of uh, community initiatives. Right. Just the social interaction, too, mm-hmm. feels good. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Sheila, who's calling us from Dunkirk, New York. Thanks for phoning in, Sheila. We'll listen to your story now. I am handicapped, and I still find a way to volunteer, and it's through a group called Be My Eyes. And what it is is Blind people call, you give your number to be my eyes, and they call you if they need something red ah. or like a recipe or a, a temperature on a, an oven or something like that. And and how do you get the, the information to read to them? Um, they call you and they give it to you over your phone. You know, they push your put a picture or whatever they're trying to read. Oh, I see. So they send you a picture and they text it to you. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. That's that's wonderful. And and how does that make you feel, helping out these people? Wonderful. Yeah. It's just something that I can still do. Yeah, right. It's it's all about the, the living with purpose. Thank you for your call, Sheila. Thanks for listening to Zoomer Radio in New York State. Every day. Uh, Ferg, um, is this something you can see yourself always doing? Is this, is this that, that part of your life, the, the, the last of your life in terms of, you know, if we think about our lives in chapters, we're children, we're going to school, we're getting our career, we're building our home life, we're raising our family. And then there's that third chapter, the segment for volunteering and making a difference. Oh, yeah, I, I truly believe so. I mean, as I, you know, age and look at less, work, so to speak, for pay, I think that I will offset that with being more engaged in my community. It's just it's just a natural thing for me. Um, you know, I, I love people, love to be involved, and, uh, you know, I'm involved in a number of, uh, of, of things right now, and, and uh, you know, I think that the, the big thing is not to burn yourself out as a volunteer, okay. um, and I've been very choiceful over the years to, to take on, um, you know, a, a limited number of things to ensure that I can truly be giving good quality and good value to those organizations with, with whom I'm volunteering. Um, and I think your audience too, Jane, should know it's as simple as picking up the phone or a tweet or a Facebook post to an organization to say, I'd like to get involved because I think the doors are open right across the charitable not-for-profit sector to welcome volunteers into organizations. Well, look at Bladder Cancer Canada as an example, only 10 years old, and look how it's grown through the power of volunteering. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's such a great success story, you know, to think that, that David and Jack 10 years ago started out because there was no one to reach out to for support for bladder cancer patients. And today we've got, you know, 8,000 people on our newsletter, close to 2,000 people on Facebook, over 2,400 on Twitter. Uh, and Instagram. I mean, just our connection with that community and that 80,000 patients out there that have, have, 
you know, experienced bladder cancer. It's, it's, just, it's just fabulous, the difference that we're making for that patient community. And back to Susan, just to wrap things up here at uh, Rivera, in terms of, of the report that you've written about living a life with purpose, uh, aging and volunteering, how to get involved if you've never done it and you're thinking, I could spare a few hours a week. What's the best way to go about getting involved and sharing your time? Well, I think to your earlier uh, question, I think one of the big things to do is think about where, what do I want to do? Because this is, uh, once you get involved and you're giving back, you know, and you can speak to this, uh, I'm sure that the more you get, you know, once you put yourself out there, you're going to be somebody who people will pursue to volunteer even more. So it's sort of getting that ball rolling. And uh, so think about what what cause it is that you want to support, what uh, charity What's important to you? How do you want to spend your time? And then I think, you know, it really is about just reaching out, picking right. up the phone, uh, you know, going online, finding the, the website, registering as a volunteer. Uh, so I think there's a lot of different ways. You might even know somebody in your community already that, uh, where you know, who is already volunteering. And sometimes people think to themselves, well, I don't really, they, I won't know anyone. I don't know what to do. Uh, but if you go with somebody that you know, maybe it's two people going together, find a friend to start with, you know, start volunteering with. It's a little bit like going to the gym. You just need that one little push. Uh, and uh, having a friend to go with might might make it feel more comfortable. But I really think it's follow your passion, you know, think about what gives you purpose and you'll be able to you'll be able to just pick up the phone or reach out by email and and find that opportunity. Well, this was certainly an uplifting way to end fight back today. Thank you Susan Shuda and Ferg Devins. Thank you. Thank Jay. you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.